Hey, it's Chris Jarvis. And Kaylee Metcalf. And thank you for, for listening, listening to It's a, a Queer Thing. thing. behind the glass here and Chris is on the other side hello radio hey Dennis uh, we are doing it it's it is 102 degrees outside but it's a little cooler in here I am uh, I have got my pride glasses on remember how I they see. used to start and they they spin the thing for the cartoons yep. this is how it works we put the glasses on we'll give it a spin there you go way for uh, it's a queer thing heard every third Friday right here on KFCF so welcome everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I've, Kalia uh, cannot be with us today. Uh, she's got other things she's going on, and Tiff can't be with us today. But Dennis is in the booth with us. Um, our guests today are Socorro, Santi- Socorro Santillan from Planned Parenthood. Uh, later, I'll have Patricia Brown, a local attorney, and Linda Wilkinson and Tiana Perez, who are local organizers. And along the way, we'll have some great music that Tiffany did provide, even though she can't be here with us today. So my first guest is Socorro Santillan. She is with Planned Parenthood Marmonte. She has served as the public affairs director uh, for over three years. As the director of public affairs, Socorro has increased and diversified support for Planned Parenthood. She created partnerships with community partners that has increased uh, Planned White Parenthood along with addressing immigration, Black Lives Matter, census, redistricting, LGBTQIA+, and domestic violence. Most, most recently, she helped establish Gen Action Clubs at UC Merced, FCC, and College of the Sequoias. These clubs advocate for reproductive health and justice on their campuses. They support PPMM and build young leadership. Most of Socorro's professional career has been advocating for reproductive justice. She has personally experienced how empowering having control of your reproductive decisions is and believes that this has made her a better mother and partner to her husband. Welcome, Socorro. Thank, Thank you, you for so being much. here. Um, so, uh, obviously, we're in the midst of the craziness, as I put it, of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Uh, that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you here. But first of all, why don't you tell us about what kinds of services Planned Parenthood here provides and uh, to the community? All right. So, you know, Planned Parenthood is mostly known for its reproductive health services, but definitely it goes beyond that. But the reproductive health uh, services that are provided, you know, include birth control. They include uh, cancer screening, uh, STD testing, vasectomies for for men, uh, you know, everything and anything that entails reproductive health. And then, you know, we also do gender-affirming care. We have primary care. at our uh, location on first and so we will see you know pregnant women we see children uh the elderly uh so uh everything under the moon right and in other locations you know uh, hopefully soon we we also provide mental health services so very diversified very comprehensive health services and where are the offices here in fresno in the central valley so we have one down on fulton street and then we have one that is on first street okay and how how do people uh, obtain your services is it is it free is it charged 
So uh, it, it, it can be done uh, various ways. Uh, we have state programs that are able to cover folks' reproductive health services. So, you know, if somebody can't financially themselves uh, afford it, then we have state programs that would be able to cover that. We also accept Medi-Cal, and we do uh, accept other forms of, don- uh, of uh, health insurance. And, you know, and for many folks, even when uh, their services are covered by the many as various programs that we have uh, a lot of times you know because they're so thankful for the services that they're getting uh, a lot of them tend to give donations at, at the end of their services as well okay and tell me about the gender affirming care that i didn't know you provided i think that'd be uh, helpful to our listeners so yes i mean a couple years back we started providing gender affirming care uh we our, our goal is to be able to eventually provide it at each one of our health centers uh unfortunately you know we're one of very few folks, especially in the Central Valley, that provide this care, but we, uh, it is available to our, our folks who are in need of it. Uh, they're able to go in and uh, get these services provided to them. Uh, you know, uh, we have transitional hormonal change that they're able to to access as well as other services. Um, and I think the uh, beyond the gender affirming care, you know, one of the reasons that we have built such a trusted relationship with the LGBT LGBTQ plus uh, IA plus community is because uh, we have been very intentional. Uh, You know, we know that we are a trusted partner for health services for this population. And so we've listened to our community. Uh, We have done a repamp of our health services so that when somebody walks in the door, we are being uh, sensitive uh, to their needs and to uh, who they are. And so we've uh, provided our staff training to make sure that when when someone comes into our, our location that we're not automatically assuming oh that's a he or that's a she uh, to really train them to ask questions and to to find out and then you know use the proper pronouns uh, that folks identify as and do you have people coming in for these services all the time oh good all the time okay. unfortunately you know uh, we have folks driving hundreds of miles uh, to access these services because they're not just available at anywhere or at any yeah i mean i get that question all the time from the trans community is where do we go get help because Mm -hmm. there are so few trans uh, confirming doctors in the central valley um and some of them have gone on to other things so it's great to to know that planned parenthood does that um so let's talk about the elephant in the room which is the overturning of roe Roe versus wade Mm. um just devastating i feel um how has it how has this raised up a conversation at planned parenthood well, I got to tell you, it's um, we knew we knew it was coming, right? Uh, when unfortunately uh, uh, Donald Trump got elected, you know that was one of the bases that he ran on. He, right, right. he promised uh, that he would end abortion, and he, and he did it. He took the steps necessarily to do it. So, so we knew it was coming. Nevertheless, the the, the less it, it's it's been um, frustrating, um, hurtful, anger fear, every kind of emotion, except happiness, of course, uh, has been expressed. Uh, you know, well, I, I mean, happiness that in California, people still can access abortion and, you know. Well, for now. For now, exactly. Know, for for now, now. So I, I had that question. Take, 
Nothing for granted. Yeah, exactly. I had that question recently, and they, they said, oh, well, you're always going to have uh, these services and these civil rights in California. And I said, I don't know that. I never mm-hmm. thought Roe v. Wade would be overturned. Mm-hmm. You never know. You know, it's based on our political environment. It's right. based on who is elected, right? And, you know, we already have folks right now running for governor that have said, well, if I'm governor, I will make sure that California isn't pro-abortion. Right, right. So, you know, it's only until uh, we let our guard down and uh, we don't assure that folks who are like-minded and supportive get elected when uh, the the tables uh, start uh, turning. But, you know, I was on vacation the day uh, it came through. Um, We had been waiting. We we knew it was going to happen in June. And, uh, you know, my vacation was over. When the phone started ringing and I seen the news, you know, I was like, okay, you know, we got to go to battle because basically that's what it was. And and listening to to our folks on the ground calling the emails, you know, saying like, what are we going to do? We got to do something. And so basically within 24 hours, we had to organize a, a, a rally outside City Hall to right. provide a space. Not, you know, some folks are like, well, that's not going to do nothing. But for us, what it was, it wasn't about, oh, this is going to change the the, the, the law, the uh, right? What this was about providing, creating a space for folks to be able to express how they were feeling, you know, to be able to talk about, you know, uh, their abortion stories and sharing the space that they knew they were supportive of and not being judged. And, and you know, and for a lot of the young folks feeling uh, fear to what does this mean for their future right. if somebody happens to become pregnant and they're not ready to be able to for them to express you know uh, their anger and disappointment and you know uh, really ignite folks um, because you know going back to what you said well you know we're good in California for now but right. the, th- the thing is that it, it, depending on who gets elected depends it, what certain rights you have and you don't and you know we can't take for granted anything so we, I mean, the main thing is we have to vote. All of us we, vote, vote, yes. vote. I mean, we've talked about this for years. Uh, it's clear that um, the Republican side of it tends to turn out for voting more than the Democratic side. And I think you know we were talking before the show. I think uh, part of that is what you were saying is that Democrats or liberal people tend to feel, you know, very safe uh, in their civil rights, especially in this state, and they're not as confrontational. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you uh, do you think there's more on our side or on their side? You know, uh, like you said, we were having this conversation, and wh- what I said is, uh, I know for a fact that there are more people that are supportive of abortion rights than against it. Uh, the polls indicated, and I'm right. not talking about Planned Parenthood's polls. Right. We're talking about polls across the board that that you have more. Um, uh, Democrats and Republicans that are in support of abortion rights than against it. Right. Uh, but, you know, the thing is that for some reason, uh, the antis feel that they have the right to scream louder, mm-hmm. um, be meaner about it. Uh, and, and because of that, people will tend to think, oh, well, there's more folks against it than for it. But no, it's because as Democrats, we tend to be more polite. Right. Uh, you know, we don't tend to scream as loud or cuss as loud or get in people's faces, you know, using God as our, you know, this is our shield, right? And because of that, people will tend to think that there are more people for, uh, against it than for it. But but no, it's it's contradictory. The thing is that even people like myself who are in supported, um, 
you know, have to be conscious about the space where you're at and how much you share and how much you, you speak about it because it's scary. And the other side has shown it that there are no boundaries for them. If they want to scream at you, if they want to spit at you, if they want to hurt you, they will do it. Well, and Planned Parenthood has faced uh, demonstrations and violence and for the for the last few years since Donald Trump was in office, our, what has the Fresno office uh, been through? You know, uh, we um, it's that we have protesters every week. Every week. Every week, they're out there, they're screaming, and not just uh, at the staff, at the patients. And it's scary because you are know, they trying to scare the patients away from coming in, oh like yeah. they do at abortion clinics? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they're trying. They first they try to zone them in and be like, "Do you really want this abortion? You know, have the child. We'll help you out. We'll give you X and Y and Z." And then when when the patients are like, "You know what? No." I'm good. Then they get mean. Mm-hmm. And the the scary part for me is that uh, we have protesters that sometimes will show up with their phones and their cameras. And my fear is that because they uh, put somebody on social media, that person might end up getting hurt because, right. you know, that somebody finds out that they were there. For And, they, and, and the thing is, like we just talked right now, right? Uh, someone could be there uh, to get a... Um, TV test for their next job. But their picture goes on and somebody decides, oh, this person was here for an abortion and now they, you know, their safety is stigmatized. So, I mean, and I think the general uh, consensus, don't you find, among the the opposing people to Planned Parenthood and abortion is that most of the services that Planned Parenthood uh, provides surrounds abortion. But that's far from the truth, isn't it? Very far from the truth. I can tell you that uh, the majority of our services, and it's not something that we will we focus in, and that we're always telling people, even though, yes, less than three percent of what we do. Right. Okay. But, but less it, than say that again. Less than three percent of what you do is, is abortion related. But the reason we don't do that is because we don't want to add to the stigma right. of abortion. Right. And, and and you know by by trying to hone on the fact that this is only a little bit of what we do we, we, does that and we don't want to reinforce that because right. it might only be three percent of what we do but we will fight for it. Because oh, I see what you're saying. So by rights. pointing out the 3%, you feel that it, it displays to the community that you're against it in some way, just like they yeah. are, but you have to provide it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So and why is it that you do 3%? Is that just what what you're able to do with your funding? What What, what oh, is the reason for that? No, I mean, when you look at Planned Parenthood, it basically has three core areas. We have the health care services, which everybody knows about, right? Okay, right. We have the education the education prevention. So we're in schools providing comprehensive sex. We are, you know, tabling at events. We work with inst- uh, government institutions, right. foster homes, t- uh, juvenile justice, incarcerated folks, everybody and anybody, because this is part of everybody's being, right? Yeah, yeah. And we educate them. And, and then we hone in with the health services. So not only now that you know about how to prevent pregnancy when you're not ready or STDs, here are access to the health centers. Right. So right. that you can get those services, right? And so so the reason that number is not as big as some people would anticipate is due to the effectiveness of the education and prevention. Okay. So tell us how people can support you and Planned Parenthood. How do they donate? How do they volunteer? How do they get involved? Okay. The easiest way is by people going on to our website, www 
PlannedParenthoodMonty.org. And once on the, the website, we have a section. If they want to donate, they can donate. If they want to volunteer, they're able to sign up for a volunteer. And volunteering can look many different ways. It could be just being informed, getting our newsletter. Or it could be them uh, volunteering to be an escort at our health center to make sure people get into the health center safely. Uh, it could be helping us table at events, educating other people uh, about them. Or it could be very important uh, things like voting, uh, our C4 work, which happens through our Planned Parenthood Advocates Monty, where they can volunteer to canvas. They can okay. volunteer to phone back, uh, fundraise for, for folks that we know are like-minded, that support uh, and align the mission of Planned Parenthood and making sure that those folks get elected so that, because the thing is that until we change who's in office, we're, it, it's putting a band-aid every right, single right, time, right? Every right. time something like this happens. But if we have folks that are going to be there and support us, then they'll be able to do that. And, you know, and it's, it impacts majorities, right? Uh, the uh, More people than, than just handing a condom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here, Socorro. That's very valuable information. We will thank post you. a link on our Facebook page uh, telling people how to get in touch with you and how to support you. And thank you for everything you do. We thank need you. you guys now more than ever. So uh, I think what we want to talk about next is uh, the family pride night that was at the zoo. Um, you guys kind of all know the controversy that was surrounding this. It had a family-friendly drag queen performance, and everybody in town seemed to have something to say about it. I went to this event and I can tell you it was extremely family friendly. Uh, the kids loved it. They, their eyes lit up. Uh, the performers did songs from Frozen, Whitney Houston. Um, everybody had a great, great time. It, I hadn't walking into that event and seeing the parents and the children, I hadn't felt something like that in a very long time. It was very very moving, but uh, the naysayers around town were in full force. Um, before I talk about that, I want to play uh, three brief interviews that I did with some people at the event. Uh, Haley White with the Fools Collaborative. So Haley, how do you feel about the controversy that's been surrounding this Fresno Zoo Pride event? I mean, I think the simplest thing to say is I feel like it's stupid. Yeah. It's just so stupid and most of the people I've heard have said, I've never been to a drag show, but right, exactly. I'm horrified about yeah. the grooming and pedophilia and all yeah. that stuff. Not only with, they have never been to a drag show, but a family-friendly one, no. Yeah, they, they have no idea. At first, it bothers me as an artist that people don't understand how to like that, that artist all the time right. adjust their work for the audience, that that's something that exactly. comedians and actors and musicians yeah. do regularly, and it would be the same here. Right. And then also that it's people with no knowledge of a situation just making a terrible estimated guess that is wrong and inaccurate, and then, you know, accusing an entire community of grooming and pedophilia and exactly. all these other horrible... It always has to turn into sexuality instead yes. of just performance, which yes. is what they're doing. And then saying, we're intolerant right. for thinking... <laughs> They're idiots. We're the cancel cut <laughs> yeah, culture. Yeah. So uh, the abortion ruling came down today. Yeah. What, do you, what do you feel about that? I feel a lot of things. Um, I'm a person who I spend most of my life living in kind of a seething rage because it makes me uh, I, it makes me 
prone to action. It makes me do stuff, so I like living in that space. But today, it's it's been a lot of sadness and a lot of... I'm really going through it in terms of, you know, you see uh, Justice Thomas talking about how he's going to take down further rulings right away and then um, just anything after that. And I just don't think people understand the magnitude of how big this is and, right. and the, the effects that are going to come after it. And I'm having a really hard time. I really try to reach out to my family and friends across the aisle and kind of segregate that part of it, but I'm getting, it's getting harder and harder. I don't know where the boundary is going to come where we have to start cutting off these people out of our lives yeah, who, yeah. who would rather care for theoretical things than the people in their lives the that they're hurting right. in real ways, real yeah. obvious present ways. Perfect. Thank yeah. you, honey. Yeah, you got it. Deacon, the Reverend Deacon Nancy Key at St. James Episcopal Cathedral. Okay, Nancy, and you're at this very festive, fun event. How do you feel about the controversy that's been surrounding it? I think the controversy is really sad and it's really misplaced because the Jesus that I worship has no second-class citizens. The Jesus loves everyone. The Jesus that I know would be here with the families. It is a wonderful illustration of what is exactly right about the inclusivity that the zoo is showing right now, and I'm very proud to be here and support it. Great. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Zach Powerhouse, Emperor 48, Fresno Imperial Dove Court. Okay, so Zach, how do you feel about the controversy about this being a family-friendly drag event, what people have said about it? Um, I think it's it's a, such a shame that people don't, just because drag queens are involved and the gay community is involved, that it can't be a family-friendly event. You know, people are focusing too much on drag queens and grasping at straws when really, like, we're just trying to come together as a community and support ourselves. We just want to be out here and be ourselves and not have to hide, you know, not have to hide our families, not have to, uh, you know, pretend to be something we're not. And I'm just so happy that we're having this event here. And that's why I came to support. All right. Okay. So um, those were interviews I did at the event. And as I said, this was a very positive a reinforcing event for everybody. Uh, there were no protesters there. I was told there might be protesters, and there there were not. Um, I wanted to read a brief statement from Cara Coronado, who was the drag queen that led the family-friendly uh, drag show. When you go to a restaurant and you enjoy your server, you tip them. As a way to say thank you to bellhops for their service, you tip them. When they go to church and they want to help the cause, what they do, they put the tip in a basket. It's more of a donation. So shame on them for always taking the dirty route and thinking of strippers. What that refers to is that um, many in the religious community came out against this event and said, um, oh, you're going to have... Uh, children put dollar bills in underwear of drag queens. It's just like, uh, you know, tri tipping a stripper. Um, I was on a show called GV Wired a couple of days before this event. It was an interesting conversation. I was a little disappointed the next day when I saw Pastor Eli, who was one of the people on the panel on the GV Wired, who was, I thought, you know, moved by what myself and Matthias from Fresno State said. Um, and then on the next day on the news, he said some horrible things about this event. Um, I kept pushing them about why they went to sexuality 
why that was their go-to for this event. And, and these people had, some of them had had an idea of drag queens because, you know, with RuPaul's Drag Race, we all have an idea. But they hadn't been to an event. And they certainly didn't know what a family-friendly drag queen event. So when I asked them about why this always went to sexuality, they said basically because it's men dressed as women and they're, appro- they're inviting children to this event. Well, first of all, you couldn't go to this event unless you asked to go to this event. You couldn't just walk in from the street. They weren't busing the children in from the community and throwing them in front of a bunch of drag queens. The parents willingly took their kids to this event and um, they knew exactly what it was about. And as I said, there was no problem at this event. Um, So, you know, I'm so frustrated and so angry at mostly the religious leaders and some city council members um, who keep continually equating our community to depravity. I don't get it, um, maybe because I've been around for so long that I know this is all BS, but in 2022 to still hear these arguments against us is very disheartening, and I hope it riles you up out there. I hope it gets you involved. I hope it gets you to talk to friends and family to vote, vote, vote these people out of office. These people are opportunists. They create careers out of religion and city government and and national government, uh, state government. These are careers for these people. They are not going against us because they in their heart necessarily go against us. They are going against us to rile up their base, and it's working. So please, get involved. My next guest is Patricia Brown. She is a local Fresno attorney, and she was also a... uh, Sorry, Patricia, I'm getting to it. (laughs) She was also a a former law clerk to a Fresno federal judge. Are you there, Pat? Yeah, I am. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Thank you so much for doing the show. Um, Great, uh, Chris. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Dobbs' dissent that came down three weeks ago today by U.S. Supreme Court Justices Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan because I wanted to see for myself how they framed this outrageous and insulting overturning of 50 years of legal precedence with no exceptions for rape or incest that three generations of women have relied on in autonomy over our bodies. And first, when I speak about women, I also include the women who have transitioned to men and have wombs that can be affected by the repudiation of safe abortions from reputable uh, providers like Planned Parenthood. And uh, I have to disclose that I was one of those volunteers for three years at Planned Parenthood Marmonte and heard the nasty and vindictive things that the other side, the misinformation said. Um, And I also have to say in all my years in law school, clerking for a federal judge here in Fresno and 30 years of practicing family law, I've never had anything like this incredible and strong dissent. Uh, For half a century, Roe and Casey have protected the liberty and equality of women. Roe held, reaffirmed by Casey, that the Constitution safeguards a woman's right to bear a child. In the first stages of pregnancy, the government could not make that choice for women. The government could not control a woman's body or the course of a woman's life. Um, Throughout the 50-page dissent, the three justices show how Roe and Casey laid out the balancing between the interests of women's rights and those of the state. 
And even in Roe versus Wade, 1973, and Casey decided in 1992 by Justices Sandra Day O'Connor, Anthony Kennedy, and David Souter, they acknowledged a developing body of law involved in, quote, marriage, procreation, contraception, child-rearing, and education. In other words, we had a living constitution. And the dissent analysis of Rowan Casey shows that the Supreme Court had earlier recognized that the state does have some legitimate interest in regulating those areas. Both cases and this dissent, after balancing those interests, came down strongly on one side in favor of a woman's rights to decide along with her family and her doctor. And the dissent, time and time, uh, Chris, talks about autonomy and the economic effects of choosing when to start a family, influencing a woman's course of her whole life, all of which the majority opinion ignores. Uh, the dissent also talks about the sometimes excruciating decision to terminate a pregnancy for a woman. Again, the Alito majority ignored um, those kind of uh, feelings. And the dissent talks about Dobbs being like a game of Jenga, where you pull one right out block out of the Constitution and all the other blocks will fit, fall. Right to const uh, contraception the right to same-sex marriage. And um, I, I told you, Chris, there's a, a, a Swedish poet I love who said, naive you are if you believe life favors those who are naive. And we are naive. We cannot be naive that these other rights are not going to be threatened. Uh, Alito tried and stated four times in his opinion to try to give us reassur assurances that that's not the case. The other rights might not fall. But Thomas, Clarence Thomas says the bad news out, lie, out loud. So, he Pat, what do, you, what do you think about that, rights. that Thomas said? Do you think he said that deliberately as a precursor to what might happen in the future, as such as, you know, in the same way that this uh, memo was leaked and we knew the abortion ruling was coming? Oh, yeah. It's going to affect all those other rights. I have to say we're lucky that we have somebody in the Valley like our Democratic uh, Congressman uh, Jim Costa, who uh, voted in the last two days, uh, the House uh, passed a uh, a bill to codify Roe and a second bill to make sure that when you travel across state lines uh, to get an abortion that that's protected. But I'm telling you that um, they've, they've already shown their hand. All these other rights are going to um, be, uh, you know, uh, be attacked, probably, um, you know, be overturned. Well, let me and, ask you um, this, because today the House voted to codify uh, abortion rights, and now the Senate, I think, you know, probably a lost cause. But let's say that Congress codifies uh, the right. Does that overturn the Supreme Court ruling? Well, it is. It's, uh, it could actually uh, make a difference. And we're also lucky in California to have an Attorney General Bonta, who has been working on the language for um, the ballot initiative that's coming in November, to make sure that the language is um, Dobbs-proof, you know, and, and won't be overturned. But um, 
we have to, like you said, Chris, we got to get out and vote, vote, vote. Okay, that's so important. And um, so even if we pass this initiative in California, it could go up to the Supreme Court and they would try to strike it down. So it's so important that we get out to vote. I also wanted to make sure that um, people know that besides abortionfinder.org, uh, which is also a place where you can go and find out uh, Planned Parenthood services, there's also um, reproductiverights.gov, which is um, put out by the federal government. So we've had questions about your uh, contraception and if you can get either the uh, Plan B pill or if you want to get abortion pills, um, which are not over the counter, um, you can find out how to do that. And, um, you know, a Planned Parenthood is so good because if you, uh, 50% of abortions now are by abortion uh, pills and you can get a Tylenol across state lines, why can't you get abortion laws? Well, since and, you're talking uh, about state lines, let's talk about that for a second. Do you think that, let's say, somebody in a state that's outlawed abortion Texas for instance has wants to they come to California to get an abortion and what about the people here that so-called aid and abed them is that a danger to people here Absolutely, because the Texas ban is uh, so horrific. They set up this vigilante thing. So for um, if you find out uh, a whiff of anybody that has helped anybody move across lines or get an abortion pill or anything like that, then you can, um, they can, anybody can, uh, you know, come after them and, and get $10,000 right. if they turn them in. And I, I want to say one other thing. Um, my grandmother was born in Indiana in 1990, and um, my mother, an only child, had five daughters. And in Indiana this week, a 10-year-old girl, a girl who isn't even old enough to babysit other people's children, had to go from Ohio, where she was raped twice, to go uh, into Indiana to get her abortion. And... Um, and, you know, the Republicans have been so horrific because they claimed it was a lie. It was right. a made-up story or anything like that. But um, so protecting crossing state lines, just think of all the tourists that come from around the world, and they're free to go across uh, state lines. Exactly. And we should be, too. This is a fundamental right, Chris. Let me ask you about one other issue here. Um Kennedy versus Bremerton, in which the Supreme Court found in favor of a Washington State high school coach because he said his religious rights were violated by not being able to pray with his student athletes. What? Let's talk about that for a second. Well, in Kennedy, what happened was this um, Christian. Uh coach, and I have to say, too, I am a Christian, and I have to say that he gives us a bad name, but uh, <laughs> what he did was he left after the football game, was driving home, and then decided to go back to the field with some um, of his uh, students and uh, to pray. So just imagine if that was a Muslim. Just imagine if it was a Buddhist or a Hindu or someone else, um, a Catholic or something, or anyone else. Um, the, it, the Supreme Court would not have said that um, 
that it's okay right. because we have a long-standing constitutional right separation of a state and and church, um, church and state, yeah, you know, right, and religion. So it's it's outrageous, and that is a precursor of what's to come. So let me ask you about Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and uh, Coney Barrett all saying in their congressional hearings, or congressional in their confirmation hearings, that of course they were going to uphold Roe v. Wade uh, because of the precedent, which is a very strong factor in Supreme Court any court decision precedent. Do you think? they were lying on purpose or do you think something changed no they lied they lied okay yeah. just like the the republicans now lie about what even abortion is yesterday in congress in a congressional right. hearing one of these women tried to ask um you know was asked uh do women have turtles because they're trying to talk about well you know um women can only have uh real human uh beings okay right, they right. can't have turtles or anything like that so they just lied their disinformation is horrible just like they said with this 10 year old girl that it was a made-up story when biden came out strong and said no no this is absolutely horrific they um and just this week in oklahoma too uh a congress uh a state congressman uh tried to introduce a bill that would prohibit uh crossing state lines for any reason so it, which has to be unconstitutional uh, there's no way no way that can happen do you think well, because of the Commerce Clause, I, uh, you know, it shouldn't. But uh, who, who I mean, knows? they constantly talk about states' rights, and then when states exert their rights, they start to go back to, oh, no, you can't do that. Um, the hypocrisy in the Republican Party right now is out of control. And what bothers me about it is not that they're lying, which they have always lied, and politicians in general lie. I'm not going to just uh, shove on Republicans, although I would really like to. But... Um, the, the problem is that uh, the people are not recognizing the lies, or if they are, they're ignoring them. How do we combat um, the general public, which even though our numbers are greater than theirs, I truly believe, um, they're louder and they make more waves. Uh, why do they believe this stuff, do you think? I think because it's the conformity uh, idea psych psychologically that we have to conform so even if one person uh, tells you something that you trust and I uh, you know but it's still disinformation and it really is and those people you know on the Supreme Court uh, did lie I mean it's outrageous opinion because they go back to uh, hundreds of years like the uh, 13th century you know and even then uh, the dissent points out that here we have uh, you know even during that time um, the rights of women uh, you know to have an abortion and terminate their pregnancy uh, they called it quickening you know in the first trimester and right. that's what Roe and Casey, Casey uh, you know protected but you it's, um, it's uh, what we have to do, Chris, is we have to keep talking about abortion. Okay, we have to keep bringing it to the forefront because uh, the GOP and everyone is trying to distract. Okay, right, right. They're, they're always this. 
But we have to remember that um, an atopic pregnancy, the solution is an abortion. If you have an, a, a miscarriage, the solution is abortion to extricate uh, the rest of the a miscarriage. If a woman has cancer and gets pregnant, the solution to protect your life is an abortion. Right. And, um, and, and just... So we have to keep talking about it. And we I think I think that the, the conversation needs to shift because my conversation when abortion comes up is, you know, it's always with with the with the people on the right. It's always murder versus life. And first of all, it's not pro-life. It's anti-choice. There's no such thing as pro-life. We're all pro-life. We're alive. That proves we're pro-life. We're either choice or we're anti-choice. The, but the Very real good. issue for me is uh, the rights of the women. I mean, women are able now, because of the abortion laws and birth control that came into effect in the late 60s and 70s, women are now able to fulfill their destinies. They're able to do what men have always been able to do. This, taking abortion, birth control away from women, is enslaving women by men. It means they no longer can plan their lives and do what they want with their lives the way men can do every single day. That's what really angers me about this, is they talk about, you know, and, and it's, a, it's a talking point for them because it touches people's emotions. You're murdering babies. What you're really doing is destroying women. You're destroying women's right to choice, right to live, right to prosper, uh, right to succeed. Chris, let's uh, state the obvious. Uh, most Voters, the majority of voters in the United States are women. And the dissent clearly states that what the Alito opinion does is erase women. Right. It erases women. It erases our rights that we've had for 50 years and it erases women as if none of us count. And let's, and let's that really, is yeah, and let's hope that this, you know, we were all completely devastated by Trump and now worried about the midterms um, of Republicans getting control of the House and the Senate. Um, you know, let's hope that this brings people out and gets people out to vote, because just as you said, it, it's, the abortion is huge, but what comes next? Um, sodomy laws overturned, same-sex marriage overturned. I'm sure we're not going to go after interracial marriage because Clarence Thomas is in an interracial marriage, but basically the principles would fall along that line. Pat, I wish we had another hour to talk today but I do have some more guests in the studio I want to have you back and talk about a lot more legal issues because I don't think people know enough about this stuff um, I want to uh, remind people that Pat shared a couple of links with me abortionfinder.org and reproductiverights.gov check them out we'll put them on our Facebook page at the end of uh, the show tonight um, Pat thank you so much for coming and I appreciate everything you talk about Thank you for having me. Thank you. So now we have the fun part of the show that we <laughs> got through the informative, important uh, part of the show. Now I have Tiana Perez and Linda Wilkinson with me, and they are local LGBTQ organizers. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. All right. So we've got uh, some subjects we want to get through before the show is over. First thing we want to talk about is Camp Out. Tell me about it. Yeah. Uh, camp Out's the annual LGBT camping um, camping event we do every year. It's been going on for how long? Last, 40s. Yeah, some last year years. we did 40 year anniversary. Oh, cool. But there were a couple years we skipped because one we were threatened by a fire and then the other was COVID. Uh, oh, that's canceled. right. It was the fire thing. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. So it was, 
I think officially like the 42nd year, okay. but the 40th actual okay. event. But. And so basically people go where? Where does this happen? It's north of Oakhurst. Okay. Uh, directions in, repeatedly include turn off the paved road. So <laughs> okay. the directions are, and the map are posted on Facebook and the webpage, okay. uh, campoutfresno.com. And uh, you just kind of got to follow all that. We also put signs up, um, big pink arrows pointing you in the right direction. Okay. Um, it's not that bad of a drive. Is it it's on the water? The location? Or is there, there are streams. There are streams, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's our running water All right. yeah, that it's, we offer. It's near Texas Flat Campground, Texas Flat, if you're familiar with that. So uh, do, should people bring tents, campers, what? Tents, highly encouraged. Okay. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a very community event, so you want to be on the ground with everybody else. Yes, well, and it's easier for us to pack more people in if, if people come in tents. Right. Uh, there's a very, very small area that we've dedicated for some trailers um but it's the road up there is really hard to drive so it's really not friendly for those bigger are there restrictions about what you cannot bring uh right now we have restrictions on wood burning uh fire pits okay yeah there's no in-ground fire pits okay allowed and the above ground fire pits have to be propane okay um, and I just so everybody knows, this that. is men and women. Yes. Uh, do children come? No. No, no. This is an adult. Adult-only only. event. And <laughs> yeah. I can tell you from the pictures I've seen, it's an adult-only event. <laughs> yes. So, um, but it's great. It's, it's going on for over 40 years, and you guys should talk. We'll post about it on the website. Let's yeah. talk uh, about... Uh, go ahead. Campoutfresno.com. Campout is with a K. With a K. That's right. <laughs> yes. K-A-M-P-O-U-T. Dot com. Yeah. Um, what does it cost? $40 for the entire weekend. We provide two dinners. Or no, no two. two. So it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, officially. Friday is setup day. We have a beer bust uh, Friday evening. Saturday morning, you wake up. We offer breakfast. Um, it's, you know, eggs, hash browns, sausage, Pancakes, French toast. French toast, yeah. It's a full it's a full spread. Okay. Uh, coffee, naturally. Uh, and then Saturday, it, all day is games, and we do camp out races, which is just all kinds of shenanigans uh, out in the forest. <laughs> and then we have... Uh, shenanigans in the forest. So many shenanigans. What's the theme this year? Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras is the yes, theme. All right. Because yes. so we can't get away from the masks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one mask or another, huh? <laughs> well, let's talk about a couple other things. Let's talk about the Fresbian events Yay, are back. Fresbians. They used to be at the North Tower Circle years ago. We, we had them were. all the time. And just, you know, I was the DJ there. My husband was the manager. And Linda and Tiana ran these events yeah. at the Circle for a long time. They went away because the Circle closed. And, and, and now, now they're we're back. we're bringing it back. Tell us about yes. that. So the return of Shebar is happening this month, July 30th. Uh, It's going to be from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. at Splash. So Splash has has partnered with us and has welcomed us back to bring Shebar back to Fresno. Um, So we're going to start doing... Hopefully, we'll recruit some new drag kings and start cool. bringing back some drag king performers. Uh, we'll, we're going to recruit some other entertainment, so comedians, uh, bands, um, 
basically anything we can think of. And this is a lesbian event. It's this, for lesbians. This is for women. She or she. For women. I'm for sorry. I should have soul. said that. Yes, for your she soul. <laughs> yeah. So, but men aren't going to get kicked out of these events. No, right? they're not going to okay. get kicked out. No, we're I mean, everybody can come. It's just the audience we're catering to is, is the, the lesbian yeah. and bisexual yeah. and. Uh, and you, know. you you also uh, do an event at Vibes, right? We do. Yes, we do. First Fridays at Vibes is Fresbian Fridays, uh, which is a really chill, uh, happy hour type event. Um, if you haven't been there yet, Vibes has really amazing food. So we really just go there. We eat. We drink a lot. Cool. And, uh, and yeah, they usually have a DJ. Uh, big patio in the back with some beer pong tables set and up. And Vibes is right there on Olive by Splash. Yeah, uh, walking distance. Yeah, they're Everything right there. Everything is walking distance. So we got a couple minutes left. Let's talk about kickball. Yes. Tell me what that is all about. <laughs> so. Linda got very excited yeah. when I said kickball earlier. <laughs> I like kickball. It's all right, fun. tell us about it. It's a national um, uh, program, right? Yeah. Or it's, national group. It's National League. It's called Gay Varsity League. See, that's league. how I'm not into sports I am. I didn't know the word was league. <laughs> Touchdown. <laughs> Go sports balls. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a national league called uh, Gay Varsity League. Um, and right now we're starting with just kickball, but if we get enough people involved and interested, there's a ton of other sports we can bring. So for this non-sports guy, mm -hmm. um, kickball is kind of like soccer, right? It's like a mix of soccer and okay. softball. Most soccer and softball, yeah. okay. Mostly softball with a big bouncy ball. Yeah. So wow, instead of sounds like something I might be interested See? in, actually. <laughs> instead of a bat, you just use your foot, and it's a giant ball, so it's harder to miss. <laughs> <laughs> well, giant balls, I'm in. I'll have to come and watch this thing. So when is it happening? Uh, you just had, had one, right? We Yeah, we had an open play last weekend, and we have another one we are in the process of scheduling for August. So it'll either be um, second or third week of August. Okay. So um, that's the one that you want to come out to just see what it's about. Okay. Because there's no, there's no official teams. There's no scores. Yeah. It's just, hey, this is what it is. Here's the ball. Touch it. Feel it. Love it. Gee, Linda, and you're talking me into this <laughs> with trying. everything you say. That's what we're here for. <laughs> but if there's yeah. if there's an actual goal of winning, I'm not usually good at that in a sport. But I, although I'm pretty good at winning with balls, I'll say that <laughs> right now. It is it is like all genders, so it's oh, all gender. Okay. Although yeah. the Fresbians team to bring out a lot of lesbians to these things, yeah. it is open to everybody. So if well, that's you, good. We should all wanna, be together. Yes. Yeah. All right. And it's all all levels of Okay, you guys. Sports. Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you. I just want to say the last thing I want to say tonight is a, a, a quote by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. If you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen to side with the oppressors. Support women. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next month.